Our Lord says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Ask and you shall receive. For our Lord says, our heavenly Father will give us good things. Our Lord, he is the one who created all of us. He created us out of pure love and he can count the hairs on our head. He even gives us our very next breath as a gift of his love. And so will he not also, out of his fatherly love, care for us and hear our prayers? Our Lord told St. Faustino, the more a soul trusts, the more it will receive. Our Lord does listen to our prayers. But then why does it seem like sometimes the Lord isn't hearing our prayers? Well, the church fathers give two reasons. One, because it's not his will. And secondly, because the delay increases our desire for that prayer to actually be answered. And with that first reason, sometimes we don't really want to accept our Father's will. But as St. Augustine says, the divine physician knows best what's needed for the sick patient. Our Lord, he created us, he knows what's best. He knows what's the best plan for us. And one moment in my life that I remember that it seemed like God wasn't answering my prayer was uh, back in my senior year of high school. I had uh, just gotten injured in football, injured my shoulder, and I didn't pray much novenas. My mom would pray a lot of novenas, and they seemed like they were answered. But I remember getting on my knees uh, at my bedside at night, praying uh, a novena that I'd be healed as soon as possible because the doctor said I'd probably miss the rest of the season. And this was my last chance to play. So I was begging the Lord, please just, just heal me so I can get back to playing. And my prayers were not answered, except for maybe a few final games in the season, but at that point I already lost a starting job. In hindsight, I realized that was God's plan for me because it was a better plan. Because you know what I, in God's providence, ended up doing in that time that I didn't have a three and a half hour football practice after school, after an hour of physical therapy, I was ready to go home, and the words of a priest that summer came to mind. Do a holy hour every day. And at that point when he told me that, I was like, every day? Isn't once, once a week good enough? Because at that point, a few months before the end of my junior year, a priest had told me, start going to adoration. And I ended up being able to do that got permission from my principal uh, to do that. I don't think he really believed me that I was going to adoration, but I was doing that for a few months, going once a week, and then that priest had told me, go every day. Well, to be honest, I don't think I was really making plans on going 
to do a holy hour every day. But one day after physical therapy, just driving back, I realized, you know, the church, my parish church wasn't too far off the road. I guess I could turn in and stop by for adoration for an hour. And then I just started doing that every day since I had all that extra time. And so in God's providence, he didn't answer my novena prayer to be healed because he wanted to call me closer to him in adoration. And that's actually when the, the call to the priesthood, I began heavenly discerning the priesthood. So really a life-changing moment that if the Lord hadn't, uh, if he had answered my prayer requests, my whole life would have been altered, or at least, uh, you know, the call to the priesthood would have been delayed even longer. And then the second reason why it seems like our Lord doesn't hear our prayers because he's delaying, delaying that prayer request. Think of uh, a child who asks their parent to get a pet, a pet dog. Imagine if they were just driving one day and uh, little Johnny asks mom, can we get a dog? Can you imagine if she said, all right, let's go. Let's go, get the, let's go to the pet store. And that's the first time he had ever brought it up. No parent would ever do that. They would normally wait until the child keeps asking and asking and see, okay, this is a desire that's really building up. This child really wants this, can see what it will need to take care of uh, the pet, you know, to, to see basically everything, all the uh, aspects of what you're asking for, all the kind of requirements. It helps us not to be spoiled. You know, especially maybe think of uh, a spoiled child. Basically, they ask for anything and they get it, and then they get the toy that they wanted, and then they forget it the next day. They never had time to really build up a desire to receive what they wanted. So our Lord sometimes delays answering a prayer so that we might not be like spoiled children, but really increase in our desire for what we're praying for. See the importance of what we're praying for and let it really soak into our hearts so that especially it can be united to the Father's will. And again, I think of another time in my life where I was praying novenas. All these novenas that I seem to pray for never are as drastic as what Esther was praying for in our first reading. But again, it stands out to me. Uh, I was feeling the call to the priesthood, but also called to uh, serve military chaplains. But at the time, I was kind of thinking, once I'm a priest, if that door opens, it'll open. But, you know, if God takes care of it, sure, I, I guess I can do it. But I didn't really have uh, any fervor or desire, really, to go out of my way to make it happen. But I was feeling inspired in prayer to start praying uh, in seminary to start that path and preparing to be a, a military chaplain. And so I was asking the poor souls who were deceased soldiers to intercede. I was praying, uh, I think, just novena of memorares uh, every night for, especially one summer. Don't tell Father Kaz this. He was the provincial who had to petition this, too. But I was praying hard, and I, 
wasn't actually interested in really praying this. It was only just because I kept feeling inspired that I should be praying for it. But I realized in hindsight again that praying for all this, praying for this request, actually instilled a greater desire to be a military chaplain. It wasn't just kind of a nonchalant, yeah, sure, fine, if the Lord opens the door, I guess I'll do it. No, it was the desire really increased, and I realized that would be important because you know, that's a hard vocation, and there's going to be a times when maybe I wish I didn't set on that path. But being able to remember how hard I prayed that that door would be opened, that would help me know that, no, this was the Lord's will, and I need to stay on that path. And sure enough, after a year or so, finally that door opened. So the Lord answered that prayer because it was his will, but he delayed it over the course of years in order to really increase my desire for it. And so much of what we kind of see, we always have to remember all those good things, whether in a parish or in our family, how much of it comes from prayer requests. We must never forget to be thankful to our Father, to never be like spoiled children, but to always have gratitude and give thanks for everything. Even uh, you know, in the life of the saints, like St. John Vianney, all the fruit that we see in his life and in the parish of ours, all the amazing things that went on, we must not forget that St. John Vianney prayed for that. He prayed hard for all those things to happen in ours. When he first arrived in that uh, little village in ours, it was kind of considered the Siberia of uh, France for the priests uh, to be assigned there. And the effects of the French Revolution had really stuck uh, and left its mark in that village. You know, there was few with faith, but it really was just the little old ladies who were going to church. You know, a lot of people not even going to church in this, you know, what was such a Catholic country before the French Revolution. Uh, and he saw a lot of profaning the, sun, uh, the Lord's Day, people working on the farms, uh, and then just going to parties uh, on Sunday, not even going to church. And the church was in shambles. The altar was, you know, decrepit. Everything was in really poor state when he arrived. So you know what he was doing? He was praying hard. St. John would pray all night. He would have these night vigils by himself before the Blessed Sacrament, just lying prostrate. He would be fasting. He was praying constantly for the revitalization of his parish. And sure enough, over the years, you know, and his hard struggle against some of the sins of that time, he was successful with the Lord's grace, you know, to his uh, enjoyment. All the taverns were closed because he saw those as a place of sin. Uh, all the dances uh, ended eventually over the years because he saw that again as a hotbed of sin for the youth. Uh, and people were going not only to Sunday Mass, but also Sunday Vespers and even Compline uh, and the Catechism teachings on Sundays. Uh, and basically, Everyone else from all the neighboring cities in France were coming to ours as well just to hear his confession to, or have go to confession to him 
I need to hear confessions for 16 hours a day sometimes, often. All this because of how much he was praying in those early years. Again, prayer then is essential to receiving the good things our Lord wishes to give us, and we must trust because he will give it to us. He is our good Father who knows what's best for us and cares for us and will hear our prayers. Just like we heard in the first reading of Esther, even when our lives depend on it, he especially will be there. And St. John Vianney, the reason he prayed so hard was not like Esther praying for just the physical life to be safe of all the Jewish people, but St. John Vianney was praying so hard because it was eternal life that he saw that was at stake for all his people. And so he prayed and fasted. And Esther, she gives us a good example too. We didn't see it in this passage, but in her intercessory prayer, beautiful prayer that we heard, she too asked for others to join in her prayers and to fast. She told Mordecai, tell all the Jewish people to fast for three days, and then I will send in this request to the king. And, but only after she too prayed and fasted for this prayer request. So not only then we can pray and know our Father will hear us, but imagine when we ask others to help in our prayer of intercession, how much more powerful that is as well. You know, think of if one kid is asking for the dog, imagine if his siblings are all asking for it too, and so you have four or five kids asking the parent, can we please get a dog? That's even more reason the parent will answer. Come to the Lord then with trust, trust in his mercy. The more you can trust, the more you will receive. Ask with faith, seek with hope, and knock with love. And the floodgates of the Lord's mercy will be opened up to you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. 
simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.